Hello, this is Jake Wolf. And this is Sam Elkins, and you're listening to the film, video game, and other entertainment podcast where you can escape from skinless mozzarella sticks. <laughs> on, today's <laughs> on today's episode of Digital Forest, we're going to be talking about a few trailers and a few opinions. Um, we're going to talk about the new Winnie the Pooh horror movie that was announced. The She-Hulk trailer, the second Thor Love and Thunder trailer, and then we're going to do the impossible on today's episode. We're going to go through Sam and I's not just top 10 MCU films, top 10 superhero films of all time, mm. the best of the best. Um, And then we're going to narrow it down and pick the Digital Forest pick for best superhero movie. Can we do it? You'll have to find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Welcome to the Digital Forest. So, Winnie the Pooh, what is it called? Like, Blood and Honey or yeah, something? Yeah, Blood and Honey, man. I am pumped for this. Winnie Pooh. I, I was a lot more excited until I saw that Piglet looks nothing like Piglet <laughs> at all. It's just a pig. Just a terrifying pig. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh has entered the public domain, and so... Uh, <laughs> There is a film in the works at the moment called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. That is a horror movie about a demonic poo and piglet who go on a killing spree. Um, I'm pumped for That's it. Right. I'm excited to to hear, you know, the tagline. Oh, bother. You know, <laughs> So yeah, so you you did you see the most recent Christopher Robin with you and McGregor? No, I actually didn't. So that one, he's an adult, from what I remember, mm. and he's kind of like lost track of him, and he's found him again. Right. Um. And what I read from this movie, the Blood and Honey, Christopher Robin has abandoned Pooh and Piglet to go to college, and they're hungry. They've they've kind of gone back to their animalistic tendencies. So I'd like to believe this is a prequel to the Christopher Robin <laughs> film. This is the same universe in which this occurs. Right. And he in uh, in uh, Christopher Robin, they're just sort of uh, had they just have this really fucking dark secret that they won't. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, the Woodland Critters from South. Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're all fucked up on inside. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot about that. That was. Wow, that was a wild episode. You think they'll bring... Before I before I say this and sound like a fucking asshole, hang on a minute. Okay, he's not dead. You think they'll bring Jim Cummings back? <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. I don't know. I have uh, no idea. I know they can't afford Jim Cummings. No, I know it. There's no way they can. You don't think Jagged those Edge... costume design. You don't think Jagged Edge Productions no. could do it? <laughs> I don't think they're j getting Jim Cummings. Yeah. They're getting John Cummings. John oh... I don't, I, I don't um, know who that is. I don't either. Oh. It's an off-brand Jim right. Cummings. That's kind of the point, right. is that you don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
comedy's funnier when you explain right. it. Right. No, exactly. I mean, that's the only way that I, you know, go through life. Um, <clears throat> but I, I'm, I'm super pumped. Uh, this is a major win for public domain. I hope that more iconic characters, uh, cough, cough, uh, Mickey Mouse, enter the public domain at some point. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say you hope they transition to horror. Oh, well, the, like you get a Peter Pan horror or a... Right. Well, you know, once these characters enter the public domain, we can get them in any, you know, fucking genre. We get a sci-fi Winnie the Pooh. We could get a rom-com between Winnie and, and uh, Piglet or I don't know. Get some crazy shit. You think we'll you think we'll eventually get a Sonic EXE movie? What's that? Oh, you're not familiar with Sonic EXE? No. Oh, I, so, I'm, I'm nervous. Sonic EXE is a really bad creepypasta <laughs> um, where this guy finds this corrupted game file of Sonic the Hedgehog. And when he plays it, he like starts off his, his tails and he's just kind of running through a level. Uh-huh. But then there's all these dead animals all over the oh, level. God. And then Sonic chases after him. And he's got black like eyes and oh, red uh red pupils and then when he catches him tails like screams <laughs> um and then there's like a laughter and then it says do you want to play again and then you play as you know knuckles similar deal yeah there's robotnik but eventually the end you know he gets sonic gets all of them and then just an image pops on the screen of and the way the the creepypasta described it um hyper realistic that's the word they love oh. to fucking use hyper-realistic face of Sonic covered in blood that just says, I am God. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. And then and then in the creepypasta, Sonic comes out of the game and kills our protagonist. Oh, of course. Um, And, you know, I think if Jeff Fowler could really make magic happen with the Sonic franchise in these films, I'd say Sonic EXE is on the table. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'd, I'd pay to see that. Absolutely. But if you... If you have not, you need to do yourself a favor and YouTube it because it's so fucking stupid. It's hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, that's... I don't know... I don't think we know much about the Winnie the Pooh movie outside of yeah. just kind of hearing that it exists. I think, yeah, really all that's all that's known is is what, what we've covered. But I'm, I'm, like, curious, like... Is Eeyore gonna be in it? And if, cause they could do some really creepy body horror with the whole pin the tail on the donkey shit, you know? Remember how like his yeah, name, yeah, whatever. Uh, that always used to creep me out as a kid. So they could do some cool stuff with that. Um, what is it? Is it Rue? Is that the little the kangaroo's name? Rue, right? Am I or am I losing my mind? I think so. I didn't even know there was a kangaroo. All I know is Tigger, dude. Tigger, yeah. What's up with that, dude? Ah, uh, he's I don't probably a pedophile. I don't think he'll be in it. Yeah. Oh, whoa. What? Whoa. Ah, come on, a dude named Tigger who has a voice like this? Total pedophile in a horror movie. Absolutely. Also, that was I don't think the worst Tigger impression, so I apologize, but you you get my gist. Just <laughs> need to workshop it a little yeah, bit. Yes, a little bit. Um, I don't think he is going to be in it cuz I don't think Tigger's in the public domain. Yet. Oh shit. Right. That checks because out. Because the first Winnie the Pooh is 26, 1926. 
I think Tigger was in the second one. Uh, I think that was like 1928, 1929. Don't I'm, I'm not all caught up on my poo history, right. okay? So <laughs> nice. don't quote me, but I want to say it's 1928 or 1929. God, what's the name of that second book? It's like something about Pooh's house or something. I can't even remember what the book's called. Oh, bother. Um... The house at Pooh Corner. That's what it's called. <laughs> the last Pooh. Of course. The, the last Pooh house on the left. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, all right. So the house that Pooh. That's the house that Pooh built, directed by Lars von Trier. <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's actually called the house that Pooh built. Two, two electric boogaloo. Electric boogaloo. Right. Uma Thurman comes back from the dead. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so She-Hulk. She-Hulk. It exists barely. Barely. <laughs> they look like they just let an intern try their best. Right. The CGI uh was clearly not finished. Not even close to finished. Yeah. I don't know how they saw that and were like, yeah, this is good to go. This right. looks like it's great, actually. Um Story-wise, if we're just looking strictly at what's you know was said in the, in the trailer, I think it'll be a very a fairly interesting story. Um, I I'm hoping because I don't know if I can get past the way it looks right now. <laughs> I saw that on Disney Plus when they have the trailer, the CGI looks a lot better. Um, it does. Yeah, uh, I don't know how much better. I only saw one side by side frame, and it did look better, but I didn't actually go to look. Um, especially because this will be our first like female-led Disney plus Marvel show, won't it? Because WandaVision was technically Wanda, but it was also Wanda and Vision. Vision. Right. So this will be the first solely. Is this coming out before or after uh, Miss Marvel? Oh shoot, that's right. Because one of those. Yeah, but either way, it's, it'll be one of those two, and they, I think they're. One right after Miss Marvel's other. June eight, She Hulk's August. So Miss Marvel, okay, will Miss come Marvel first. will be first, but okay. Which they changed her powers, but right. who the fuck cares? I guess only except for me. No, I I know uh, I know Zoe's very pissed about that. I, I've I've seen a lot of people real upset about um, them changing Miss Marvel's powers. I I would be upset, but I just, I've never read any of the Miss Marvel comics, so I don't have like an invested interest. It would be like, what if uh, Marvel was like, you know, we already have a character who's kind of like a bug. His name's Ant-Man. So right. what if we just gave Spider-Man Captain Marvel powers? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Essentially not just, yeah. <laughs> this is just. Yeah, I saw, I saw something where people are afraid that, people are thinking Marvel is afraid that, you know, since she can like manipulate her body chemistry or like her body composition to stretch technically that they'll get confused with Reed Richards. Right. And that's introduced. Yeah. Um, so they decided the token, to, Oh, on the same token, there's a million characters who have just fucking energy beam blast as their power. Literally. Or thousands of, or not thousands, tons of characters with the Iron Man suit and everybody knows the difference between them. Right. Exactly. And then also, you basically just made uh, the MCU's Green Lantern, so good job. Yeah, but not as cool. Not as cool, no. Um, Green Lantern is such a cool superhero. 
in all of their because they can be anybody. Right. Um, but that's the kind of shit I love in superheroes. Yeah. Maybe I'm an outlier. Uh, I hope not. Regardless, back to She-Hulk. <laughs> yes. Uh, the VFX team I've seen on Twitter, or I've seen some people from the VFX team on Twitter talking about how um, they were repeatedly told to make She-Hulk smaller. Because they were, it was, you know, because if you, like, the one thing I noticed in the trailer is out, is like, outside of height, there was not much of a di- height and color. Obviously, there was not much of a difference yeah. between She Hulk in her Hulk form and just in her human form. You know? Yeah. Well. Yeah, her hair is different though, isn't it? Because her. Well, I guess in the shots we see in the trailer, um, whenever she is not in her like Hulk form. Mm-hmm. Um, when she's just Jennifer Walters, she's got her hair up. Right. Unless I miss some shots or to be honest, I saw it the first time and I got uncanny Valley. Yeah. And I couldn't watch yeah. it many more times. <laughs> no, I get it. But they were just saying that like there are multiple times where, uh, you know, execs would come in and they'd, you know, review what they had done so far and their notes were constantly make her smaller, make her smaller, make her smaller. And it's like. Why do they want to make her small? I don't I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I mean I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. Well, the good news kind of coming out of the Marvel wheelhouse with that, I guess, is we also got news um that the they are going to do a, a Daredevil show on Disney Plus. Yes. Yes, I so, saw that. I'm so pumped. I don't know if it's going to be a continuation or if it's going to be a reboot. Right. I <laughs> Did did you? I almost would rather they do a reboot. Oh really? Yeah. But with the same characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the one one interesting thing that I thought was really funny was when it was announced. You know the the way they described it was so non-committal and so vague. It was like, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the exact wording, but it, it was something along the lines of, um, um, it's. It's a continuation, but it's a new story. Yeah, which is the smartest way they could play right. it. Is like they're not going to retcon everything that happened, no. but they're also probably not going to acknowledge right, it. Right, exactly. They're going to do the classic MCU thing where it's like maybe make one tiny little res- reference. Which would be great because, in my opinion, my hot take... I think by the time Daredevil season three came around, it had kind of exhausted everything. I think that creative team was wanting to do with that character. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't. So I can't quite speak I, to that, but I, I do, I do agree that I think it would be for the best for them to just sort of move forward and not really try to, like you know, use the same character, same actors, but just not really yeah. try to be like. Oh yeah, remember this story thread that happened at, in season three? Well, we're bringing that back, you know, just kind of start anew. Yeah. It, it's... Have you seen season three? Oh yeah. So you see what I mean? Where spoilers for Daredevil season three, yes. where they kind of really did the whole, oh well, he's kind of given up on the Daredevil thing and come back. Yeah. And so I think that really felt like for that creative team that that was kind of the end of where they wanted to take that character. I get you. Um, and so I'm interested. I th- I think the best way they can move forward is kind of like what we've been saying right. is don't 
ignore all of that character development, but really kind of treat this like it's a new run of the comics. Like we're not going to ignore all that other stuff. This is just going forward. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I'm really, I'm really nervous though. Um, because they're not going to make it as mature. Yes. But not just that, that I, I just, I'm just nervous that they're going to, they're going to Disney-fy, Disney-fy it, you know, like how they just sort of make it super, super polished and, you know, CGI heavy, making it like less grounded, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I'm with you, man. Throw the M rating on there right. and let's just let him hang on. Right. <laughs> yeah, I want to see Daredevil Dong. D-D-D. Yeah. Well, it's not like he can see it, so is it oh. really that embarrassing? <laughs> yeah, Duncan on blind people. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah! Digital forest. <laughs> um, but with that, speaking of hanging dong, let's talk about the second Thor eleven. Yeah, segue. that was a good segue. Nice. Now, um, so I watched it with Autumn and. He, Autumn is not a fan of Thor Ragnarok. Really? Yeah, I which is surprising. I love Thor yeah. Ragnarok, but she she doesn't like that they've made Thor into a comedic character. Hmm. I, okay. Um. Which I can kind of see what she's saying. It was a pretty hard shift from Thor: The Dark right. World to Thor Ragnarok. Right. Um, but I like it. And so I liked the first trailer. I thought I was going to kind of, it really felt the same as Ragnarok. Right. Um, so I was excited for that. The second trailer, I do think, was a little better with not leaning as heavy into the joke side and a little bit more yeah. on kind of showing a little bit of what the story themes are going to be. Yeah. And Christian Bale, dude, looks fucking awesome. Oh, my God. Yes. Gore the God Butcher. That's such a like. That's such a fool, cool fucking character, fool cucking character, <laughs> and fool cucking character, yeah, baby. And yeah, he looks grotesque and and creepy and and awesome. I, I love it. Yeah, he is fun looking. Mm-hmm. I almost wish he looked a lot more like he did in Vice when he played Dick Cheney. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. I think it's going to yeah. be really cool. I think he's going to lean a lot more into his, um, what was he, an American Psycho? Was that him? Yes. Where he's playing the unhinged. Yes. Yeah, I, thing I can see a little him bit more. Yeah, doing that for sure. Um, I'd also like to hope that in the special features of the DVD release that we could get some clips of him yelling at sound guys just like he did yeah. in the mission impossible movies uh um, wait no was it mission impossible that was tom was cruise was but on? no christian bale dude he freaked out yeah but not people. on the mission impossible movies what was the movie uh, i'm it? trying to remember but i can't what uh. he's like the fuck right. are you doing? And the guy's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it was Terminator. Terminator Salvation. Right, 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 right. That's right. They're all the fucking same. To me, 
Um, Don't you dare ever fucking say Christian Bale was in Mission Impossible. He wasn't. He never was. Yeah, well, that's my bad. <laughs> well, I the guy who was doing the lights was also definitely no longer in Mission Impossible. <laughs> God. Um, but <clears throat> other than that, I'm digging Jane Foster Thor. Yeah. Although I think they're going to do what they were doing the comics where she's actually got cancer. Um, And she's like not very strong. And so when she takes on the power of Thor, she looks like that. But otherwise she's like very cancerous. And the reason I think that is because of Taika's quote. No, what did Taika say? He said said that he thinks people think this will be sort of a passing of the torch movie and he's afraid it's going to disappoint them because he doesn't think it's going to go that way. No, the reason I think it is is because if you look at that second trailer Uh and you look at uh, Jane Foster's beefy beefy arm cannons she's got, um, they are... They changed in size depending on scenes she's in. Oh, I didn't notice that. Look at you, eagle eye. Yeah. So I think that the scenes where she's not just absolutely juiced right. um, is going to be Cancer Jane. Damn. When she's not on the sauce. Right. She's not on, not on the sauce. So, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. I'm... When is it coming out? Didn't it get pushed back? It's coming out in like July 8th, I think. Oh, is it mm-hmm. really? Oh, so we shall see. Yeah. I am super pumped. I'm very excited for like a sort of a kind of bumbling Zeus. I feel like Western. With Russell Crowe. Yeah, I feel like Western media takes Zeus way too seriously in a lot of, you know, stories. When in like mythology, he like Greek mythology, he's he's uh just kind of a a horny drunk dad, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, he's got no time to be a god. He's busy banging around. Town. Right, right. So I'm curious to see how they go with that. Although I'm not familiar with Zeus from the Marvel comics, so I I guess I can't quite. I'm not familiar with any of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't I can't speak to any of that shit, but. Uh, from what I've seen, I, I'm pumped. I'm very excited. I have faith in Taika Waititi. I will say the poster is really fucking cool looking. Yes. That is a... With him on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really... They... they the the Thor Ragnarok and, and this and Thor Love and Thunder have had some really, really incredible posters. Yeah, I like Love and Thunder better, but I think it's because I'm getting so tired of the like a million faces yeah, on the um, just like poster thing blooming like a flower, but there's like a bunch of different faces. Yeah, no, I get you because they did that for the Guardians movies, they did that for the Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. They did that. It's for all, literally of them. all of them. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, but yeah, my mic fell. Oh no. Don't worry, we're hooked back up again. All right, we're good. We're good to go. Shall we start? And with that, yeah, should we... <laughs> this is the portion <sighs> of the podcast where we argue with each other. Yeah. This is... So this is going to be our top 10 superhero movies of all time. Not just MCU. That would be a different list. 
Um, but some MCU may films may make appearances. Um, now I'd like to clarify, this doesn't necessarily mean that these are the 10 best yes. superhero films, except in the case of my list, which that is the case. Oh, um, well, but <laughs> I'll murder you. Well, I just have objectively better taste. Okay. So. Okay. All right. So it's on site then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do we want to do our honorable mentions now, or do we want to save that before? Let's let's number one. Yeah, let's do the honorable mentions before number one. Otherwise, we might give away what's not on our list. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. Um, and so we'll probably flip back and forth. Yeah. So one, one of us will say our ten, mm-hmm. and then I'll tell Sam he's fucking crazy, yep. and then I'll say my number 10, and he'll go, oh, you were right all along. That's factual. Um, yeah, that's actually what's going to happen, so. So, come out with it. Among, what's your number what's 10? What's my number 10? <laughs> yep. we're, we're coming out hot. Uh, this is going to surprise, I think, probably everybody. My number 10 is Lego Batman. Dude, I almost put that on my list. <laughs> That's a good fucking movie, uh, man. I'm not going to lie to you. That movie rules. I I struggled making this list. I struggled hard. There were so many movies that were really close. And then I just... Just remembering the pure joy and the, the, the really effective emotional storyline, the character development of this, of the movie, the beautiful, you know, animation. Um, and, and just how inventively funny. It was great. Yeah. Overall, like one of the best Batman stories, honestly. Um, for sure. And yeah, so I, I, I couldn't resist putting it on my list. So, and you know what? I won't argue with you on that one. Wow. That's a fair placement. Off to a good start. Let's look at us yeah, getting yeah. along for once. <laughs> um, my number 10, which may be a surprise to Ooh. you, uh, is Superman 1 with Christopher Reeve. Ah, fun fact. I've actually never seen that movie. So, dude, it's like, it's really good. Um, it's the special effects are not good. Yeah. But. It's one of those movies. It came out in '78, mm-hmm. and it's one of those movies that just has a lot of heart mm. and is really honest with itself. Um, and Christopher Reeve does a phenomenal job. Margot Kidder does great. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only the reason it's not higher on my list uh, is because I'm not super fond of the characterization of Lois Lane. Okay. Um. I get what they were going for, and I know it was the 70s. Right. And I'm not, like, I'm not super, super fond of Lex Luthor's characterization, although Gene Hackman does a great job. Okay. It's one of those ones where I love, Gene Hackman's one of the best parts of the movie, mm-hmm. but it's also not my ideal Lex Luthor, right. if that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, i But Christopher Reeve kills yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's like the definitive Superman, and I haven't even seen those movies, so... Um, uh, the first one is good. The second one is pretty good. The third one is boring. And the fourth one is so bad. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, check them out. And then, so Superman returns. That's the one with Brandon Rouse. Uh, came out in 2006. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
it's actually a sequel to Superman two. It ignores three and four. I did. I did not realize that it was a se- wow. Yeah, because I've seen so that. So Brandon one. Routh is supposed to be Christopher Reeve. Wow. Yeah, because Kevin Spacey's Lex Luthor in that, right? Yeah, and he's supposed to be Gene Hackman. Oh, and speaking of Kevin Spacey, who's uh, and even more not doing too great. <laughs> doing too great, getting uh, you know, charged with some more uh sexual assault. More sexual assault. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Not what I like in my Lex Luthor. No. Right. I'll take the financial corruption. Right, right. And then, you know, the world ending stuff, sure. But. Yeah. Yeah. But no sexual. That's a little too far. That's too far. Whew. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's my number 10. All right. So, okay. We're off to a pretty calm start. I think so. Um, I'll go ahead and say my number nine. Do it. Uh, Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire. Nice. Uh, this movie was, I think, probably the first superhero movie I ever saw. Mm. Um, it's cheesy and campy, but you know what? After going back and reading all of those Stan Lee and Steve Ditko Spider-Man comics, it really feels like it's lifted straight out of that. Mm. Um, it's very true to itself. It's really well paced. Yeah. There's some stupid parts, and the worst part of the movie is definitely the part where he asks... He the gay joke. <laughs> oh yeah, did your husband make that nice outfit? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is stupid. But I mean, if if that's the most offensive right. part of the movie, then it's it altogether for the early two thousands is not that bad. Right, right. <laughs> Honestly, um, could have been much worse. Oh yeah. Um, I love Sam Raimi's directing style. Hmm. I also love that, you know, the scene where he catches all the things on the tray. Yes. Yes. That's real. Yeah. That's it blows my mind every time I see it. Absolutely incredible. I can't imagine the, 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 the sheer endurance to like film that many shots, you know, of that one. Yeah. Just to get that one perfect shot. And like, yeah, to have the wherewithal to once you do get it to not be so fucking excited that you don't have to do, do that shot anymore. You have to stay in character, you know, even after. Yeah. <laughs> Cause if I finally got it, I'd be like, yeah. Oh, God damn it. We got to do it again. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty clear when watching the movie that everybody involved just had a really good time yeah. making it. It's a, it's an, it's an incredible film. It's, it's, it's very visually interesting. It's got terrific acting. Everybody knows the tone. The tone is yeah. set from the get-go. You, every single person is is on the same level. Uh, Willem Dafoe, yeah. you know, as Green Goblin is always amazing. Always. Um, yeah, I think I didn't think he was as good as he was in No Way Home, but I think when everybody, yeah. I mean. Because the way that Spider-Man really kind of pioneered our modern superhero movement, um, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty great. Yeah, it's also Stan Lee's favorite film superhero movie of all time. Oh, so I like that. That's cool. That's great. Fun fact. Yeah. So, um, why is your number nine also Spider-Man? <laughs> so my number nine is Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. Um. I okay. love Guillermo del Toro. 
I love his directing style. I love his visual flair. Um, he's and does incredibly well with, you know, haunting gothic, you know, uh, uh, you know, architecture. You know, sh- just like landscape. Let me shots. let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Is Hellboy a superhero? Yes. He is a superhero. Yes, from Dark Horse Comics. Okay. Well, I know he's a comic book character. I just wasn't sure if he was a superhero. Well, okay. Well, I mean... Because if we were doing comic book (laughs) movies, I would have put Scott Pilgrim on here somewhere. Okay, okay. Well, it was on the Rotten Tomatoes superhero list, so... No, I believe you. I just was curious. I don't know. As you can tell, I've never fucking seen the movie. (laughs) I don't know anything about Hellboy. Um... I mean, I would consider him a superhero. Like he, it's the the movie has all the um, sort of tropes of a tropes superhero movie. relatively. So yeah, um, okay. It's it's a great movie. Uh, it's got very interesting characters, uh, terrific acting, um, great you know practical effects and. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really interesting, like creature action. Um, that's, that's, uh, in my opinion, or that's, uh, that I really like. So, um, oh, to check it that, out. uh, the detective character from, um, Invincible, that's like basically Hellboy. Oh, okay. Like it's kind of that he's kind of like a Hellboy Constantine hybrid, that character, I would say. Gotcha. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. So. All right. So I'll I'll give you a pass on that one because I have no idea what it is. <laughs> All right. Um. But what's your number eight? My number eight is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Hey. Yeah. Um. I love that movie. Uh. Another terrifically visually interesting movie. Great performances, um, very interesting, weird story that I loved. It spawned a, a, a great spinoff show in Peacemaker. I love Peacemaker. Yeah, um, Peacemaker was great. Which was surprising because that out of all the characters, I wouldn't have picked Peacemaker to make a show out of, but it worked incredibly well. Um, right. But I digress back to The Suicide Squad. It, it just, I don't know, it, it, uh, it, it felt... Like a fun, almost, it had like hints of like Vietnam War movies while also mm-hmm. still being like this, the classic James Gunn superhero story of a ragtag group of misfits who become a family, you know? And they all. Yeah, it felt like Guardians of the Galaxy on steroids. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. And they all got daddy issues, of course. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my number eight. You know, I think that's that was a great pick. My number eight wow. is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. No way! Whoa, look at us. This is going really well. Yeah, much better than I expected. Yeah. It's gonna but get we also haven't gotten to the top five. It's, it's gonna, gonna become a bloodbath. It's gonna get real bad. Um yeah, I loved it for all the reasons you said. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't really have much else to say about right. it. You kind of covered it. Yeah. My number seven, which may be kind of a hot take, uh-huh. is The Dark Knight. Ooh. 
a hot take pretty low that it's pretty yeah yeah no that i get you i get you um um do i need to say anything about the dark knight that hasn't already been said <sighs> i guess explain why i put it right lower sure um I fucking don't like Christian Bale's Batman. <laughs> no, I I agree. Yeah, I I understand that. Uh, so he takes it away from me. Heath Ledger's parts are all great. Every time he's on screen, right. it's amazing. Um, I didn't like Christian Bale's yeah Batman. Christian, I also didn't really feel like he was a hero. He kind of just mm. did. Sh- he didn't really do anything the whole no. movie. Um, I thought the whole little side plot where they bring the guy over from Asia was kind of fucking stupid that Batman's over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved Harvey Dent, but when he, and I loved how he turned into Two-Face, but his little part at the end where he captures uh, Gordon's son uh-huh. and then he dies in that scene. Yeah. I was like, that's, they wasted him. They you did. Know? They really did. He would have been, if he was the villain for number three, that would have been awesome. That would have been crazy. That would have been really cool. But instead, they just, they killed him off. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, I understand. And, you know, Christian Bale doesn't even like Christian Bale's Batman. <laughs> he Does he yeah, really? Yeah, he said in an interview, I think it was kind of recently, where he was talking about Heath Ledger, um, and he was saying that, like, it was frustrating for him because Heath Ledger was kind of outperforming him, clearly. Um and yeah. then he was talking. He's like, "Yeah, I don't think I ever really nailed that character. I never really got to where I wanted to be with it." Um, yeah, I would agree with you. You didn't, right? But <clears throat> I also, I, I think it's it was a mixture of that, and then also I don't think uh, the character was written quite as well as it could have been. But alas, I think that's a good pick for number seven. Yeah, what do you got? My number seven is X2, X-Men United. Um, okay. Yeah, I know. This might surprise a lot of people, but this was one of the earliest uh, superhero movies that I saw um, as a child. It actually scared me as a kid because um, it's a it's a darker uh, superhero movie. Um, it's But it's just got... It's it's such a rich story and um, really interesting characters. the The scene of uh, in the beginning of Nightcrawler taking out all the uh, White House, um, you know, Secret Service is an mm-hmm. incredible scene. Um, you have, <clears throat> uh, even though we've already established Hugh Jackman's um, Wolverine you get so much of that rage. Um, you know, Hugh Jackman just really coming into his own in the role, um, kind of solidifying himself as this powerhouse of a, of a superhero actor. Um, you yeah, have kind of the quintessential Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have like an interesting sort of, uh, you know, love triangle with with uh, uh, um, you know Cyclops with Scott and and Logan and Jean, um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and then of course you have uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Wow, why am I blanking on his name? Give me two seconds. Um, the actor who plays Striker. Um, 
I have no um, idea. Give me one second. His name is Brian Cox. That's it. Um, How could I forget? <laughs> he is great. Uh, he's in this in the show Succession, which I I very very much enjoy, and he's he's incredible in that. But he's he's just always really good to watch, and he does that sort of high horse uh arrogance and pride prideful mm-hmm. character he does that really well um and yeah i i thought it was a very interesting uh movie and it didn't have the stupid line from the first x-men that was like what happens to a frog when it gets struck by lightning and then it, uh you know the frog is struck by lightning and then she's like same thing that happens to everything else <laughs> <laughs> such a such a dumb fucking line. Um <clears throat> anyways. What are you talking about, man? That's edgy and cool. <laughs> yeah, Halle Berry. So that's my um, number seven. Alright. So then what's your six? My six is Thor Ragnarok. Um all right. yeah. I love Thor Ragnarok. Um I thought that Chris Hemsworth really got to sort of shine in the role. Finally, I feel like he didn't have a a ton to do kind of in the other two, or he just felt a little stifled almost. I don't know if that was the writing or if he, I don't know, but he really came into his own in this one. And the, it just opened up all the, all so many possibilities you have. it, it, It was so funny the dynamic between him and, and, and Bruce and him and uh, uh, Hulk was very, very fun to watch. Um, we got some development there on both their characters. The introduction of Valkyrie, um, terrific character. Korg, you know, of course, is is amazing. Um, yeah. And it's, it's one of the most colorful films in the MCU, uh, which I appreciate. Uh, but, like, not just, you know, random colors. Like, you know, it... It looks it looks really good. <laughs> just random colors. Yeah, not just like throwing colors out there randomly, as one does. Um, but yeah. So yeah, Thor Ragnarok is a good one. As we mentioned earlier, there's a little bit of a debate between serious Thor and non-serious Thor, um, and I think Marvel struggled to make him interesting uh, enough for his own solo things when uh he was like serious yeah Thor, yeah because the first two were fucking boring when yeah. he was just you know normal right um and so i think they took a chance with it and i'm all for you know creators taking chances yeah. with these things in a way that i think doesn't disrespect no. the characters or kind of makes sense and i thought with thor's it made sense yeah and i feel like with thor i mean i feel like he's just inherently a kind of a silly character just because, or at least in in if you're throwing him into in into a certain context, he's gonna be a silly character. So like we get him right thrown into the world of Earth, uh, and he's a fish out of water. You know, like he takes himself so seriously. He's so arrogant. He th- he he's like knuckles. Yeah, he's yeah exactly exactly. He's like a he's like knuckles. He's like a Shakespearean character. You know, and and so there's a lot of humor to find in that. And I think you know, giving him that, uh, a really interesting, you know, sense of humor himself was, was an effective move. Um, and I, yeah, I agree. I think it paid off. Yeah. So my number six yes. is Avengers infinity war. Oh, nice. 
Um, in terms of MCU films, where those go, Avengers Infinity War is probably my number two or number three mm-hmm. favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that kind of lets you know about what's... Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought this movie was everybody really kind of hitting their mark exactly where they needed to in terms of like each character. I think everybody was given a good amount of time to shine. I think they were each given interesting things that were, that made sense for their own yeah. characters. Yeah. Um, they thought the pacing was really great. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it felt like it dragged or rushed anywhere. Um, and all, and I just thought, you know, they did a good job with Thanos was yes. really threatening. Yes. Um, they established stakes very well. Yeah. I mean, he beats the shit out of Hulk and kills Loki in the first five minutes. Right. right. Um, I thought they did a really great job of showing how all the characters would work together with their unique powers, mm-hmm. especially when the Guardians, Doctor Strange, uh, Iron Man and Spider-Man were all trying to get the gauntlet off of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I thought when the characters messed up or uh, did something that needed to be done for the plot to move forward, it was done in a way that made sense with each character. Right. And wasn't, you know, kind of forced or felt inorganic. Right. So I just think all in all, it's probably the most solid overall Marvel movie in the MCU. Yeah. And not to mention just the... In- incredibly impressive feat of of creating this Avengers movie that combines so many different characters and doing that right. balancing act very well like and it, it not feeling like it was it was stuffed but it, I I don't know if it was really overstuffed with with it with the you know characters no, and story. I think it was perfectly yeah, done I think it was done really well but that's my number six. What's your number five? Did you say yours? So it's my turn for number yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. My favorite MCU film. Oh. Spider-Man No Way Home. Nice. Uh, the best of the Spider-Man trilogy. It definitely, you know, solved a lot of the problems I had with the first two Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the fact that it, like Infinity War, had stakes. Um those stakes mattered. I loved that Peter Parker's con or actions had real consequences. Um, and I love that he made decisions based off of those, a knowledge of those consequences. Right. Um, I also loved the way that when I was watching it, it truly made me understand the origin they were trying to do over the three movies. Mm. Um, and in fact, I mean, I, I like the Andrew and Toby stuff, but really all of the parts of the movie that I love are independent of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly. Um, they're great. I don't dislike them. But my favorite parts of the movie are, you know, Tom Holland's consequences yeah. and the way he deals with that. Um, Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah. And his portrayal. Yep. Uh, and... I don't know. It also just had the weird ass Doctor Strange mirror dimension stuff, which I fucking love. Yeah, and the 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 uh, Michael Giacchino's score is yeah incredible, or is it Giacchino? I don't know, but I have no idea. But yeah, so that's my number five. Yeah. I don't really have. I think that if I had to say negatives on why it's so low, 
Um, the uh, the other movies I just love better. Right. So there's not really anything super yeah. negative against it. But I guess I would have to say that, you know, while this movie was a really great end to a trilogy that kind of really made it all make sense, uh, it's ranked so low because the other movies didn't need that trilogy. They're just great on their own, self-contained. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I would give Spider-Man a little bit of negative points yeah no i get you yeah and uh if you want to hear more about our thoughts on that movie we actually have an episode where we exclusively talk about it um with that's right with uh chris right wasn't he no chris is on no, the batman chris one was... never mind yeah never mind sorry chris it's just us yeah yeah just sorry us. chris my bad my bad um cool so my number five is the dark knight um Okay. I really, really, you know, this this movie maintained my number one spot on favorite movie for favorite movie because I think it came out when I was in fourth grade. Um, 2008. Yeah. So I guess I was fourth, fourth grade. Um, and so from then till probably like seventh or eighth grade, I maintained my number one favorite movie spot. Uh, so a bit of a nostalgia factor here. I think as I've grown order, order as I've grown older, I sort of my my fondness of it wanes a little bit. Um, yep. Which is why it's at number five, and upon further thinking, it may even drop a little lower. I don't know. Um, but overall, it's a it's a really really enthralling and exciting crime film. Um, that I think kind of even could compete with some of the best, you know, crime movies out there. Uh, it's very interesting. I think it, it brings out, it has a lot of like a lot of the best moments of, you know, Batman's, uh, Batman stories are his, you know, his interactions with the different crime families. Um, like, you know, you get a lot of exploration of that in the Gotham show, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, but I think this, Mm -hmm. this. This movie did that pretty pretty well. I think you know Joker, of course, is just an incredible character, uh, incredibly written, incredibly acted. Um, so you know you got all the 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 good the good things that everybody has talked to death about for the past you know fourteen years. Um, yeah, but you know. The more I think about it, I think I might drop it on my list. When, drop it if, off if your when list? we do a reshuffle. No, drop it down. Oh, oh, Because oh. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, first of all, the bat suit looks fucking stupid. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah. Um, Christian Bale's bad. Uh, the only parts that are exciting, you said, you know, you talk about the crime drama thing. The only parts of it that are exciting are when Joker's on screen. Right. Um, everything else is just boring. Batman doesn't seem to give a shit, and he seems really incompetent. <laughs> Um, in dealing with all of this. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, the more I'm talking about, the more I dislike right. it. I, I always say that too. And then I, but then whenever I watch it, I'm always like, oh, I'm like glued to the screen. I don't know if that's a nostalgia thing for me or what, like I can recognize all these different flaws, but I, I still really like it when I watch it. So um well that's my number five hold on to that okay my number four what's your number four my number four is spider-man 2 um sam 
No. Why is it so low? It's so low. It's number four. So Sam. This one and my number three, which I'll get, which we'll get to. I kind of would. I kind of went back and forth between these two. I'm glad it went above the Dark Knight. I would have been really angry oh, if it was easy. below the Dark Knight. Easy. Spider-Man 2 is an infinitely better. The see, that's why I'm like looking at this list. I I want to drop the Dark Knight down a little bit. Well, 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 <laughs> that's what I did too. Because I was looking at all the movies I had after, and I'm like, I'd much rather watch those movies right. again. <laughs> well, so well, we you know, listeners, we what we're gonna do at the end after we get through is we're kind of. We're going to like base, you know, since we're going, we just made these lists. Full disclosure. We just made them. Um, <laughs> Sam, Sam, what the fuck I'm are sorry, you doing? I'm sorry. Dude? I got to I got to tell the truth. Uh, it, it, not that they're not accurate, but, you know, as we're going through them and talking through them, we're probably going to want to shift things around a bit. So we're going to do that at the end of this and then kind of see what what we shifted and then we'll choose our number one pick. But anyway, so Spider-Man 2, that's my number four. Um, it may end up being my number three. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the quintessential superhero movies of all time. Um, Mm -hmm. establishing stakes, uh, while feeling grounded, incredible camera work. Uh, you have the classic Raimi horror elements kind of peppered in there here and there that are effective. Uh, you got Alfred Molina's, uh, uh, Otto Octavius, which is just incredible, you know, dichotomy between his, you know, pre, you know, broken chip self and, you know, when he's being controlled by the arms. Um, Mm -hmm. It does really, really, really well. Um, It has some of the best action sequences of any superhero movie ever. Potentially the best. um, I'm thinking of the train uh, fight sequence. Um, Mm -hmm. that, that's gotta be in my top five, uh, uh, fight sequences of any superhero movie ever. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just a really, it's got, you know, um, like, like you were talking about, uh, you know, consequences of actions and, uh, internal conflict struggling. Um, you really get this sort of feel for Peter Parker's double life. And you get a little bit of a comparison to, uh, I guess Otto Octavius's quote unquote, it's not necessarily a double life, but there's still, you know, two. Yeah. So you, you get, they, they're really good foils. So to each other, so. Sam, let me be honest with you What's about up? this. Okay? What's up? What's up? If you've got some dumb shit in categories, three, two, and one, I'm going to come unglued. man. <laughs> <laughs> I I think there may be one that you might be upset about, but I think you'll be on board for the most part. Okay. Well, my my number four. Okay. Is Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Ooh. I think that this movie does an incredible job. Fuck. At portraying. The Bruce Wayne Batman like connection and struggle. Um, I think more than anything, I think a lot of Batman films, especially Dark Knight, you know, things like that, they really lean heavily into the conflict of Batman, you know, versus an enemy of his rogues gallery. And they really use that characterization 
well not that that's not exciting that's great that's part of what makes batman so interesting yeah but you know while the phantasm is is a threat in this film i think the real conflict of the movie and what it's really trying to show is the conflict within batman of am i batman or am i bruce wayne are they really separate can i do both what does it mean Mm. um and god just that scene where he's at his parents grave yeah and he's just asking because he wants to marry um the girl who ends up being the phantasm he's like please he's just begging he starts crying he goes it was it was supposed to not be different it's different now i didn't know and it's just oh god it's just phenomenal the way it's done damn it and then you got mark hamill's joker in there oh it's great damn it I for- Did you forget about I Mask of the Phantasm? That. Fuck. Ma- Mask of the Phantasm is great. <laughs> All right, is it time for my number three? Yeah. Yeah. My number three is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. Uh, I love this movie from start to finish. Mm. I love the art direction, the color. Um, big Miles Morales fan. Mm-hmm. I love the use of different characters, um, different tones. Yep. I thought the movie didn't take itself too seriously, yeah. but when it did, it it switched well. Yeah. I just thought the whole thing, there's never a slow moment in it, and every time I've watched it, I've never felt like yeah. there were parts I was waiting to get to or anything. Yeah. Um. It's hard to say all the good things about this movie because all of it is great. Right. Um, it is, you know, when we get to these top threes, at least for me, they are just solid all the way through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, I yeah, I'd have to put Spider-Verse in. It's just a, it's a new take on a character because Miles Morales was fairly new at this time. He came out in the Ultimate series, but he'd only been around for maybe 10 years. So to really get right. his debut and kind of give us a new character. Yeah. Um, really th- was great. Really thrust him into, you know, more uh, popular. Yeah, a lot of thrusting. Yeah, a lot of thrusting going on. Nice. Yeah. So nice. loved it. Yeah. Um, so my number three, uh, potentially might get knocked down to number four. Uh, below Spider-Man 2 is Mm -hmm. the Batman. Dude, what? It's the Batman. Okay, yeah, you're about to be coming out of the gate with some dumb shit in the top two spots. (laughs) Wow. I did not expect that reaction. I, um... I love the Batman. I'm still riding the high from that movie. I even even like the flaws that I find in the movie, I love the movie for those. Like so like what? Talk to me about the flaws. About the flaws? Yeah. See, it's it's even you... it's hard to even think about, you know, cuz there's like so few. Well, you just said that you loved them. So what are they? Oh, well, okay. Now you're putting you me go, on the you spot. You caught me. You caught me. Well, I guess I I just can't think of any flaws this movie has. Yeah, there you go. The runtime, maybe. <laughs> right, maybe. But it's. I think it's paced uh, really well. I think that 
I mean, okay, so I guess that might be one of the flaws is while I think the pacing overall is pretty good, I think at times it can it can drag a little bit. But I love it for that because it it allows every scene to breathe. Um, yeah. So that's what I really, really enjoy about the movie. I We have a whole episode, you know, raving about this movie. I think that it's a... Yeah, go check it it's out. It's a great, you know, uh, Batman story. It's the, uh, in my opinion, the best live action. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just great all around. Um, so are you mad that I didn't rank it higher? Just give me your number two, man. Just let's, okay. let me see. What's, okay, because I'm curious. Because I'm if you're if you're mad at me for not ranking it for putting it that high on the list, I would say that's stupid because you had that would mean that you don't have it on your list, which means that the Dark Knight is above it, and I think this movie is a lot better than Dark Knight. Just just give me all your right. number two. All right, all right. So this one might actually really piss you off. Um, <laughs> my number two is The Incredibles. I fucking love that movie. That movie is damn near perfect. Um, that doesn't piss me off. The Incredibles is a really good, it's like a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Done well. Yeah. It's okay. All right. Cool. Well, it's it's got this incredible family dynamic. Uh, it's really, really uh, funny and interesting to see these, you know, normal things that most families, you know, deal with. But you know, of course, to the nth degree, because they all have superpowers. Uh, it's hilarious. It will always crack me up that they're trying to get Dash to be fast, but not too fast at the end. Uh, like, mm-hmm. and they like cheering for him to get second place. It's so funny to me. Um, it's got a really intriguing, uh, just like the action is really fun to watch. The, the, um, the mystery is really cool. Like the, the, uh, the tropical Island is like beautifully animated. Um, you just have some really, really interesting color palettes, uh, on different scenes. Um, so in terms and of you put what, and you put this above Spider-Man two and the Batman. I did. Like I See? said, like I, like we established at the beginning, <laughs> this is a list of our favorites. Okay. All right. I love this movie. I I mean, it. Like I said, this was a really tough list for me to make. But The Incredibles. This is a movie I could watch on repeat all day. Like, no, The Incredibles is great. I'm not disagreeing with you right. there. Um, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, how do I? Put I remember saying seeing this in theaters. It's got an insane nostalgia factor for me. Okay. What, I'll I'll accept it. What what were you gonna say? What you said? I, I'm trying to figure out how to put this. Are you gonna say your list sucks and you're an idiot? Is that what you're gonna say? Well, thank you for finding a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I couldn't find the words, but maybe yeah. maybe I was wrong about you. Maybe you're not a jackass. Um, um, no. <sighs> I'm going to wait till the end, till we get to our number ones, and then I'm going to address your list entirely. All right. Give me your number two, asshole. My number two is Spider-Man 2. Okay. Nice. Um, I think this movie, with all of its flaws, because there are flaws in this movie, make it great. Um, what are those flaws, Jake? 
in Spider-Man yeah, 2. Yeah, tell me all their flaws, please. Right now. List them. Um, 1 to 10. Yeah. Well, since I mentioned flaws that I love about the movie, I do have a few that I would like to say. Then say them, please. Please list them. Um, list them and let me let me quiz you on the movie itself right after you do that, too. Um, I think Doc Ock's stupid ass rubber band joke is a flaw in the movie, but I think it's still fun. Um, I think that some of the like special effects that are done when you can tell that they didn't, because since he tried so hard to go on the practical effects side, especially with the arms, it's really jarring sometimes to see the special effects. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, and I think you can tell because when you watch the train sequence and then you watch all the other special effects in the movie, they're a lot better in that train sequence. Mm. And so I think the other ones they cheaped out on. Right. Um, I think just kind of add to the cheese of it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, personally, uh, I think Mary Jane's stupid ass characterization in this movie is great as well. Mm-hmm. When she's like. Oh God, what the fuck does she do? I've seen this movie so many times, but she like starts off the movie and she's like, Oh, Hey Peter. Um, are we going to like something along the lines of trying to get him to go out with her? Yeah. He says he turns her down. Um, and then she just goes, Oh, I got a new boyfriend anyway. He's fucking awesome. So I don't even fucking. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, while that's happening, like this guy, like, jameson's son yeah he just seems like a good dude all around right. he doesn't do anything wrong right. he's super nice to her and she just is le- t- treats him like shit <laughs> and leaves yeah. him at the altar <laughs> yeah so um but i think all of those things are great because i think uh that's like classic 60s spider-man i mean the the characterization of women in those comics was fucking atrocious dude <laughs> um like uh Especially in the Avengers at that time, the women who were there just spent most of their time trying on outfits and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's terrible. It was horrible. And it's not good writing for women, but, you know, the movies were really trying to capture that spirit. Right. Right. I'm not saying that he intentionally wrote the women bad. <laughs> um, that's why it's a flaw. I love, I, but I, I love this movie for its misogyny. <laughs> it's intentional yeah. though. Whatever happened to it? Yeah, it's intentional. No, I don't think it. I don't think it was intentional at all. I don't think Sam Raimi really understands women that well. <laughs> um, but you know, part of that flaw is I think that's what kind of adds to the personality of the movie, right? Um, so yeah, there's my flaws with it. So when I say I have flaws that I love, mm-hmm. there you are. <laughs> okay, well, Jake, the reason why I was putting you on the spot is because. I have ADHD and I don't do well being put on the spot just because I said, just because I said I like flaws doesn't mean I could pull them out of the hat right away. You tell me like, like name, name all the actors in a certain movie. I I can't like just do that right off the top of my head. Like, you know, like I know it, but it'll take me a while. And I did come up with flaws. Thank you very much. So you can go fuck yourself. All right. What? Okay. Okay. What are our honorable mentions? You want to go first? Sure. I'll name one. You name one. All right. So my first honorable mention is Doctor Strange. All right. My my first. I loved that movie. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was going to just skip over you explaining why you like the movie and get onto my shit. No, I'm kidding. No, you're good. We don't really, they're honorable mentions. They didn't (laughs) make the fucking list. Right. Uh, My honorable mentions, uh, one of them is the first one's Iron Man. Hey, I had that too. Nice. Um, And then I had the two Guardians movies. Oh, hey, me too. I had those as well. And then I had Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm. I had uh, Deadpool. Um, oh, yeah, I'd put that on there. Avengers Infinity War. Um, and then Logan. Oh, yeah, that's another good one. So do you want to say you're number one first, or you want me to? Um, the, shit, the, I'll the, go. I'll go. All right. I'll piss you off. My number one is... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, that doesn't piss me off. No, I know. That's a good fucking movie. Yeah, no, I knew that wouldn't piss you off. I love that movie. I was was expecting you to come out of the gate with some dumb shit like Endgame. Endgame's a terrible movie. No, no, no. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is great. And I... So, my number one was the Batman. Oh, okay. Um, okay. All right. So you were mad it wasn't higher up. Okay. All right. That's yeah. that's better. That's better. <laughs> I think the I think the Batman is literally perfect. Um, there have been flaws people have pointed out. That's about why. It. That's why you were so anxious to hear what flaws it has. Okay. All right. I'm sorry I went off on you. I apologize. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're throwing it over here going, hey, Jake, Mr. Ableist dickhead, I've got ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> you know this thing. Which I just learned yeah, about you, this past you know this week, thing? I would like to add. You know this thing I just found out I had? Well, that's my disability, and you can't make fun of me for anything anymore because yeah. it's all because of my ADHD, asshole. Yeah, so, okay. And, and my point was not that and it wasn't like you were like, yeah, you know, there's some flaws and stuff. But you said, even the flaws I've seen, I've grown to love them. So I was like, oh, so what are the flaws? And you go, well, fuck you. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Immediately defensive. Um, yeah. So there have been flaws people have pointed out, specifically the runtime. A lot of people think it's boring because it goes slow. Um, and I disagree with both of those things. I love the pace of it. I know it's slow, but I'm super into those super character driven long, like slow burn movies. Yeah. Um, I think the Batman is a masterclass in score and cinematography and character development, Mm. um, storytelling. I think it's a masterclass in writing a good and shooting a good Batman story. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's a masterclass in portraying Batman in film. Robert Pattinson is the best on-screen Batman we have had at this point oh, because he easily. perfectly captures all of the characterization that Batman has in the books. The only thing, actually, I take that back. I was going to say the only thing is he's not as brutal, but he is. He's just not as big. Yeah, that's the only thing. Um, but you know, you don't even notice it in the world that he's in. No, he his presence makes up for it. He's such a commanding presence. Um, yeah, it's just, you can just, you you can just feel it in the theater. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. And you know, I, 
I think it's going to be pretty easy for us to pick our our Digital Forest number one pick. Yeah, I don't know if you keep coming out with some dumb shit like you've been doing. God. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, so I do want to say why I put it over Spider-Man 2, because listeners of the pod will know that I have died on the battlefield of Spider-Man 2 many a time. Right. Um, Spider-Man 2 was my favorite superhero movie for pretty much my entire life. I thought it was perfect. Um, well, actually, I take that back. I thought it was the most perfect we were going to get for a superhero movie. I knew it had flaws, um, as I had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Check my receipts. Um, <laughs> but seeing the Batman, especially for the first time, second time that I've seen it, um, I truly don't think there are flaws in the movie. I think it was the first superhero movie I saw where the entire time it was just perfect. Everybody's characterization. Actually, I take that back. There's one flaw in the movie I didn't like, but it's not really a flaw of the movie. It's just pretty stupid writing. And that was, um, Oh yeah. Catwoman's line. Yeah. The, um, the white privilege the, line. Right. Cause it just felt forced. It just felt like, yeah, it just came out it, of it nowhere. Didn't, and and yeah, and it's it's not like that's not a feeling that she would have. Um, but there was nothing that even alluded to that. So if there was even a little bit of anything there, yeah. Um that would have been cool. But I felt like the movie was more trying to tell a class story than a race story. Yeah. Um and so I mean, but that one little piece, while it's just like a bad line, I wouldn't consider that a flaw of the movie. No. I think the entire movie itself was Perfect from start to finish. And it's look, it's sound, it's pace, it's characters, it's design, everything. Yeah. That's why I put it above Spider-Man 2. I get it. So why'd you put Dumbass Spider-Verse as number one again? Uh, Just because I think... <sighs> you know, I just... I just really yeah. like it, man. You know? Yeah. I just love Into yeah. the Spider-Verse. It's just... It's a really good movie. And uh, I like... I think it's... Very innovative. It did a lot for animation. Um, its impact is huge. Um, yeah. But That's true. We're going to get two... Uh, we're going to get a... It's going to be a trilogy... We're getting across yeah. the Spider Verse and beyond the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Um, <coughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness did not make the fucking list. No, it did not. Um, my other honorable mention is Superman Two: The Richard Donner Cut. Mm, okay. Oh, none of Zack Snyder's made my list either. Oh no, I mean Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League was like. It's fun, but it's not nearly as good as any of these movies. No, and it's too fucking long. Way too long. Like, um, take the Batman at an hour at least. It's it's crazy. Seriously. But so our our number one digital forest pick for greatest superhero movie of all time. What's it going to be? The Batman. You think you're you think you're willing to come up to the Batman, even though you've got that teetering around spot number. I'm fucking telling four? you, this was a tough list to make. The top 
four were all right around each other. Um, the Dark Knight, I'm pushing all the way down to ten. I think I'm. Yep, I'm doing the same. Um, but the top. It's not near as fun as the other movies. No. Spider-Man 2, The Batman, The Incredibles, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Those are all movies that I absolutely adore for very different reasons. Um, well, I guess... See, and I'll I'll even join you and say um, the five movies that would really be like the tippity-top of Digital Forest's picks, you okay. know? Mm-hmm. In no particular order outside of Bat- the Batman being number one. Okay. Would be the Batman, Spider-Man 2, Into the Spider-Verse. I'll agree with you on The Incredibles. And then Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Okay. I can... Yeah, absolutely. So Batman is two of those and Spider-Man's two of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, but they... I mean, they've had... They've had better movies. They have, they've had better movies. They're also two of, the, two of the most pop... Probably the two most popular superheroes, I'd say... So I, I think they've probably had m- more movies than a lot of the other superheroes have had. Yeah. But. Well. Yeah. I wonder who is the most popular superheroes according to time. I think it's Spider-Man if I remember correctly, but don't quote me on that. According to time. Number one is Superman. What? Number two is Batman. Number three is Wonder Woman. Really? And then number four, Spider-Man. Okay. Well. So DC just just clears the top spots. Right. Well, but. that went better than I expected. I mean, I, I pissed you off a little bit, but, you know, I think I was able to stroke you down a little bit. Or, you know. Yeah. Thanks right. for the stroke, Dan. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so... Appreciate it. <laughs> Official um, digital force pick for the greatest superhero movie of all time is the Batman. You heard it here first. That's right. And, also, and and that's only because we couldn't pick Morbius because it wouldn't be fair. Yeah. It's 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 too it's too morbid good, you know? It's it's unfair. So All right, we need to end this. We, yeah, we we're we're done. We're done. Thanks for journeying with um, us. That's right. Catch us next week streaming, picking up Pokemon Fire Red. Yes. All right. Have a great night. Have a great night. <laughs>